Blog Talk Radio. What we need is some sort of revolution. Pain and greed, there's gotta be retribution. Do we all just run and Hello and welcome to the Stain Sports Podcast. My name is Sean Kernahan. I am not joined tonight by Torsten Sporn, um, but you will hear some other voices later on here in this podcast. Uh, this is a special podcast for me as on Saturday night, uh, the night before the Super Bowl, Super Bowl, I had the opportunity to um, attend and cover the Taste of the NFL event, uh, which was an absolutely fantastic event this year. It was held at uh, Westworld in Scottsdale, Arizona. And for those of you who don't know what the Taste of the NFL event is, it, um, it features, there's 35 uh, chefs from around the country, along with uh, countless, there's uh, there's 35 uh, uh, NFL uh, former players, Hall of Famers, current players, each at a different booth with each of their chefs, and then plenty of other celebrities coming through, all in uh, all with the goal to raise money to feed uh, the hungry uh, people here in the United States. And the quick, some quick facts that I learned while I was at the event, uh, there's currently about 48 million people in the U.S. They go to bed hungry every night. Uh, many of them turn to food banks to get a meal they otherwise wouldn't be able to get. Um, the pace of the NFL and their goal to kick hunger, and it, they raised over $1 million in a single night to help uh, put money, put food uh, in front of people who are otherwise unable to get meals. Um, I, I learned that just a single dollar is able to feed to it together eight meals at food banks across the country. That means that the evening's event raised was able to provide over eight million meals in just a single night. Now, there was obviously this fantastic event made for fantastic causes. Um, It was really eye-opening to see some of the numbers and hear some of the stories I was able to hear from the former players, uh, the chefs, uh, the celebrities that were there, um, the, the big celebrity uh, to put her name behind this event, Alyssa Milano. I got a chance to catch up with her and talk to her about it. You'll hear uh, some interviews, and one of them is with her later on. But I just kind of wanted to talk a little bit about my experience there. And, you know, just the amazing stories, like I said, um, the people that really, in a week that had parties across the entire uh, greater Phoenix area, uh, it's hard to argue that any gave was a bigger cause and gave more back than the taste of the NFL and their goal to kick hunger. Um, it was an event that, you know, and where ESPN was having their parties and Playboy was having their party and, and there were parties all across all across the valley. Um, this event was purely focused on 
hungry. Um, the, a couple of days before the event, um, the a bunch of the uh, chefs and the former players and other celebrities went down to the local food bank, St. Mary's Food Bank here in uh, Phoenix, Arizona, and they spent time uh, filling, you know, putting together meals for uh, the hungry. And the meals went out to all 31 NFL cities as a result of this fantastic event. Now, uh, I, I was able to go over there as a part of the media. Uh, I otherwise would not have been able to <laughs> not have the means to attend an event like this. Uh, it was an event that every single person that uh, that did attend, um, that it was a seven hundred dollar uh, cover to get in, and and they sold out. And it was a full house. It was a bunch of great people for a great cause. Um, there were some amazing. Celebrities, uh, although they're amazing football players, although I can't, will have to say that I was a little bit disappointed that with all the um, Hall of Famers in the house, you know, I'm talking to Chris Dolman and, and Randall McDaniel, that all of a sudden there's a massive line, and when I find out that the massive line is to meet Tim Tebow, I lost a little bit of faith in the football fan there, but everybody was there for a good cause, and, and you know, Tim Tebow does give back to a lot of great causes, and and that's really what it's all about, is giving back to great causes. Uh, my favorite dish of the night came from Chef Debbie Gold, who does have a James Beard Award. She uh, has her restaurant, the Red Door Grill, out in the greater Kansas City area. She had a fantastic fried quail dish that was, to me, the best meal of the night, although I seemed like everybody there had a, a different meal that was their favorite. Um, but I had some great conversations with uh, some Hall of Famers, current players, former players, and uh, Alyssa Milano, who was the kind of the star of the night. And uh, I'll allow you to go ahead and, and listen to those interviews now. Matt Light spent all 10 years of his NFL career with the New England Patriots. So given that this event was a Saturday night, the night before the Super Bowl, I thought it was only fitting to ask him some questions about the Super Bowl and what uh, his coach is like the night before the big game. Awesome. All right, well, Super Bowl is tomorrow. What's the key for the Patriots here? Well, to win. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a very, very important one. No, look, I mean, look, there's a... There's a million things they got to do well. I mean, when you're in a game like this, you have to come out of the gate swinging as hard as you can, and you got to be able to sustain that, and it's a roller coaster. I mean, these guys have put a lot into it. you got to remember, they've played 18, 19 games at this point. That's a long time to be playing it. So these guys have got to be able to amp it up one more time, come out 100 mile an hour, hitting people in the mouth, and they got to play against a very physical team. So whoever's the most violent should win that game. What's Bill Belichick like the night before a Super Bowl? Well, I never slept with him, so. <laughs> and, I, and I'm thankful for that, actually. H- had he asked me, I don't know. I mean, I might have considered it. It's not right, is it? I'm an asshole. It's not my fault. I was born this way. Um, no, you know, look, he's um, he's he doesn't change that much. I mean, it's pretty. I mean, you put all the work in leading up to it. So by the time you know, give me an Ambien, let me roll to sleep, and I'll wake up the next day and get it on. You know. All right. Yeah, he's pretty matter of fact. Thanks. NFL Hall of Famer Willie Rofe was there, and this was just a couple hours before the Hall of Fame uh, uh, 
class was announced, and I asked him about his former teammates, Will Shields and Morton Anderson. Will, how's it going tonight, man? Good, good. You ready for the food? Ready. I'm All right. To it. What do you think about your uh, Morton Anderson? Any chance you getting in tonight in the NFL? I, I think Bay? it's a good chance. I don't know if he'll get in next year. I wish he would, but uh, you know, hopefully him or Will get in. Right. You know, I mean, I'm kind of biased toward him and Will and John better. So, Absolutely. You know, you know. Got to love for the big guys, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what do you think about the uh, you know uh, kicker, a punter? I know Ray guy went in last year. Ray guy went in do, last do, year. Do you think the kickers and punters? Deserve to be in the NFL yeah, their own do. wing? No, they deserve to be in. You know, they, they had a lot to do with the outcome of the game, especially those guys that played as long as they did and impacted the game as much as they did. All right, man. I appreciate the time. No problem. I got the chance to talk to Al Bubba Baker, a 12 year NFL vet. And 1978 Defensive Rookie of the Year, and also um, has a barbecue business that's been booming ever since him and his daughter appeared on Shark Tank. And here's what he had to say about the taste of the NFL event. Bobo Baker, um, other than obviously the food here tonight, what draws you to come in here and support this event? Well, you know, once I got wind of how many people... um, that were starving, that were not getting nutritious meals, I was shocked. And, you know, I came on board about four years ago with my daughter, Brittany Bowbaker, um, who was on Shark Tank with me. Yes. Pointed at, you know, she was always interested in the homeless. And so while I was getting educated, Taste of the NFL came along and boom, everything just kind of clicked. And now I can't understand how I wasn't ever involved. So this is not, it's not just this one time a year. It's a part of my life's plan now. Excellent. Yeah. How's the barbecue going? It's going very well. Damon will be here tonight. He'll, right. he'll stop by my booth. Right on. All right. Six-time Pro Bowler Carl Mecklenburg told me his feelings on the Denver Broncos season and also his long-term affiliation with the great event uh, that is the Taste of the NFL. Here with Carl Mecklenburger. What happened to the the Broncos this year, man? They had a they had a really tough end of the season. You know, uh, when Peyton got hurt and they had to get away from throwing the ball, you know, the the, the team really uh, went downhill from there. Uh, it's uh, it's amazing how quickly things can fall apart, especially when you rely on one person to do so much of the work. No question. No. Tell me about this event. What brought, what drew you to this event? The, the kick hunger and the taste of the NFL. Yeah, you know, the taste of the NFL has been a, a big thing in my heart for a long time. This is the sixth time I've been the Broncos representative for it. Uh, the fact that there's so many people out there going to bed hungry every night and, and, and you can you can feed eight people with, with one dollar, well, eight meals with one dollar. Uh, this, this event raises over a million dollars every year. So the eight million meals are, are come right out of this event. So, you know, spending three hours here meeting people, signing autographs is the least I can do. Another six-time Pro Bowler, Super Bowl champion, NFL's current director of football development, and Harvard graduate Matt Burke talked about the smartest guys currently in the NFL. Matt Burke, my name is Sean Kernahan with the Saints Sports. Um, you went to Harvard. Who do you think is the smartest player in the NFL right now? Right now, well, it's obviously Ryan Fitzpatrick. Well, he went to the school he went to. We're going to all no, my actually, football actually he's legitimately like the smartest guy you'll ever meet. Um, on the football field, boy, um, 
But let, let, let's exclude quarterbacks from that okay. conversation. Um, you know, I really, I'm really amazed that both Luke Keekley and Thomas Davis in Carolina, uh, both those linebackers, and you know, being a linebacker is kind of like being a quarterback of the defense. They, there's so much pre-snap recognition and uh, analysis they go through. Those guys make a lot of plays. I mean, they're great players and great athletes. They make a lot of plays, a lot of tackles because they're 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 smart. They know where the ball is going and uh, and, uh, and and then they react. Um, so those two would be at the top of my list. Will Witherspoon spent. 11 years in the NFL, including two different stints with the St. Louis Rams, and is currently the sideline reporter for the Rams radio network, talked about what the Rams need to take that next step in such a competitive division. Um, so you got one of the best young defenses in the NFL with, with the Rams. What do you guys need to get to that, other, that next level in one of the toughest divisions in the NFL? You know, I think one of the things that I thought we always needed was experience, and I think guys came a long way with that. We got to see the defense settle into, you know, Coach Williams' style and everybody really getting their focus down. The defense still made those little mistakes that you make as a young defense, and that's what's going to be the change. I think that's what we're going to see a lot of next year. We're going to see a good season defense that, one, isn't changing their their defensive program. They're, they're right on par, moving forward in the right direction. Um, you know, as far as what the Rams need, on the offensive side, of course, everybody wants to get a quarterback. Everybody's talking about that. I think Sam should be back and get that opportunity to really show people what he's about and, you know, show up some little pieces on the line with some injuries he had there and, um, you know, really let the Rams move forward. Maybe one more big body receiver, you know, somebody that's going to break the field open a little bit too. All right, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, no worries. Former first-round pick and current Tennessee Titans safety, Michael Griffin, talked about big hits in the NFL and how hard it is to hit your target and not get fined in the current NFL landscape. So I've got to tell you, you're a safety. You're coming to the Super Bowl tomorrow night. There's going to be a bunch of big-hitting safeties. What's the biggest hit you've ever laid in the NFL? Um, probably the one I got suspended for uh, against Mike Rivera versus Oakland Raiders. It cost me $205,000 in a one-game suspension. So, yeah, it, it, you know, it was, it was a big hit, but I guess it wasn't within the rules, and, uh, and it cost me. Now, is there really a, a spot you, you can hit at this point in time when it can't um, go high, can't get low? I mean, there's, there's a spot, but you got to understand, you know, your target moves. It's, it's almost like, you know, as, as, as a hunter. You know your target's gonna move, and you gotta aim. But when it, when when your target moves, you gotta you gotta change your tar- your, your your target at the same time. So um, it's, it's part of the game. Uh, it's getting better. I think uh, what they're doing is they're teaching the younger guys in the college level the way to play the game. And with that being said, uh, you know if you're an older veteran as myself, it's hard to argue with them when you have guys that's already learning how to play the game within the rules. Star of the show and fantastic philanthropist. Alyssa Milano talked her love for sports, the fantastic event that is the Taste of the NFL, and went ahead and gave me a couple of tips as I get ready to go ahead and prepare to become a first-time parent. Thank you, Alyssa Milano. Um, you do a lot of the, you know, the clothing and, and with the, both baseball and football now, Taste of the NFL. What is it about the sport events that draw you to these uh, these causes? Well, I'm a huge sports fan, so that's where the clothing line sort of came about. Um, and one of the perks of the clothing line is that I get to go to wonderful events like the Super Bowl and, and the All-Star Game and, and Stanley Cup Finals and all of that great stuff. But this is a very special night because, you know, most of the time you go to these events and they're very big and they spend a lot of money. and. 
this is a big event that raises a lot of money, and I think that uh, you know the fact that there are so many people going to bed hungry is unacceptable. And I promised my fiance to ask these questions. We're, we're expecting our first child oh, here in just a few months. So what piece of advice do you have for us as we're getting ready to become first-time parents? Be flexible. Okay. Because I think so often you have this idea of what everything's going to be like in your head. And even just the daily routines have to be flexible. You can't get too stuck in one way because as soon as you think, like as soon as you think they're sleeping through the night, they start teething and they stop sleeping. So you, you just have to be flexible. Great, thank you so much. You, you can hit at this point in time. With the a big thanks to all those uh, who took the time to talk with me. Um, you notice those are some pretty quick little snippets. Uh, I, I didn't want to take too much of any one time, given that there were so many people who spent good money to come in and support that great cause. I want to make sure I got in and out with just a quick question or two and uh, let the people who who spent the, the money to, to support that, that great event um, take full advantage of these uh, athletes and celebrities who were there and, and so gracious with their time. Uh, the show ended with a fantastic concert from Little Big Town, um, and it was it was an all-around fantastic uh, four hours of good food, good people, great cause. You can uh, learn more about the Taste of the NFL and what they're all about at tasteofthenfl.com. There is a, a spot there at the top right where you can donate. Remember, a dollar uh, can feed eight. Uh, put eight meals on plates. So a $10 donation can put out 80 meals. Um, and, you know, to learn more about that great event, it'll be here. It'll be out in San Francisco next year with the Super Bowl there. But there are some smaller events that the Taste of the NFL program puts on throughout the year uh, all across the country. So please do check out tasteofthenfl.com for more information about that. Uh, we will go ahead and have uh, – Normal podcast here shortly with Torsten and I together where we go back into the having some fun and break down some uh, some sports, but I wanted to make sure I got uh, talked about the taste of the NFL and got some of those clips, those interviews out uh, for all to enjoy. As always, please go ahead and check out our website, thesamesports.com. Uh, you can email uh, us and we can send us some emails. We'll, we'll go ahead and address those on the show, thesamesports at gmail.com. There's two different Twitter accounts, the Stay in Sports, or you can find me at Sean Kernahan. Uh, that is all spelled in the podcast uh, description. Thank you so much, and please do look into the Taste of the NFL, and if you are able to, please go ahead and donate to it. Thank you so much. <laughs>